Papa, we rest in you. We thank you that you are worthy of our trust. We ask you, Lord, for supernatural impartation today. You've given us enough faith that you said it's the mustard seed side. But Lord, there's some of us that are battling. I just ask, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, all your promises are yes and amen. And I declare and decree that there's trust here, that we can trust you, we can trust you in each of us. I thank you, Lord, for perfect peace, Lord, that battles everything we can battle and rest. I thank you, Lord, that there's faith and that there's, we're more than conquerors. We just thank you, Lord, that you've brought us together to worship you. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us each other, that we can just lift up hands for one another to you, to thank you and praise you, that you are almighty, you're merciful, your word is always yes and amen to your children. We just come to your throne with praise and thanksgiving, and we just bless you, Lord. Thank you for being here with us today. The Lord gave me a word, and it was... It's in Matthew. And... And it's talking about, Jesus is saying, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful may men lay hold of it. Another translation that I think is really appropriate for today, because the Lord's talking to me about how many errands he's put in my life to hold my arms up when times are really challenging and tough, and we need each other. That's how he's created us to be. And so one of the translations that I like the best that just gets me all excited and like last week, Amy's word about putting your foot on the neck of the enemy, it's like, yeah. Anything that's coming against us, he's given us that authority. And I'm just grateful that I have sisters in the Lord. I've had Deb and Naira and I've had all of you. Judy says she prays for me every week. Don't you ever stop. And Marilyn and Marissa, because that's how God created us. He created us two by two, and he created us like Moses. Moses, one of the greatest men in the Bible. You know, he's a friend of God and all that great stuff. He had Aaron that held his, his arm up, and her, those guys, they did that for him, and he was a mighty man of God. So we can do that too. And so in the, in the one translation that I like even better is, and the violent, the violent is shaken in the heavens, and the violence take it by force. And just like Amy said, we can put our foot on the neck. Well, I asked Naira if she'd look up the Greek, because we have that ability. If we can't take, because he said he'll bring everything into good, even when it doesn't look like it, we still can count on that. And he said, I'm never, ever forsaken the righteous or had them begging for bread we need each other Naira would you share what it says in the Greek about violent so the word in Greek is biadso it's to properly use power to forcefully seize laying hold of something and with positive aggressiveness to advance forcefully it's only used twice in the New Testament, and in both times it's used positively. It's biadzo. That's a cool promise, right? No matter what we're going through, we can get somebody like some of the prayer warriors, and there's many of them here, prayer warriors in training, little people, and we can say, hey, I want to take, I want to be the violent. I want to take it from heaven, and I need you to maybe raise my hand so we can take it from heaven, and we can just put the enemy under our feet and we can absolutely say for beauty for ashes because that's his word to us he loves us so much is there anybody that has a word from the lord in the ministry team or a word of encouragement or something cool and okay naira and then amy you want to come up yeah, i wanted to bring this last week but i was watching the girls in the back so um hopefully i'll get through this my screen apparently um has gone very dark closing it. No, don't do that. <clears throat> so um, I believe we're in, whoops. Yeah. Or here, I can just use this. Thank you. 
Oh, that's kind of low. Um, I got it. I got it. Okay. It's okay. I believe we're entering into a new time of an open door or a gateway. There's a quickening, an awakening, an anticipation arising in the body, which is bring, bringing clarity to walk the path up to and through this door. Come with exuberance and joy, trust and faith for his glory will be manifested in a greater way than in the former and celebrated as never before. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the king of glory. His spirit, his glory rests on us. This empowers us to proclaim with prophetic authority and insight who he is to the world and who does not know him. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. When, I, um, when that verse came to me, most everyone knows that verse, and, and I was going to read the entire thing, but I'm afraid if I do, I'm going to lose my, my um, tablet. So, um, if I can move on, I'm sorry. I didn't anticipate that this was going to go this way. Um, we are positioning ourselves strategically to understand the times and seasons, to gain his wisdom, to see his plans clearly, and how to respond. We are to give praise, high praise, and abandoned worship, for he is due all honor and glory. Let the heavens praise your wonders, Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of his holy ones. For he is in the sky, who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him? His glory is weightier, heavier, and surpasses all others, far above all creation's glories, and certainly man's. So, um, you want to hold that for me? Thank you. So, if we don't praise the Lord's, the stones will. And as the Lord was teaching me about this, um, I was speaking to one of my friends. Um, I had a vision, and in this vision, I saw a church. And it was sort of like ours. It wasn't one of the really, really big churches. It was two-story. And there was an event going on. And as we were coming up to the event down the road leading in, women on both sides were flagging, praising the Lord. And as we approached into the church, it had an overhang like ours, <clears throat> and there were flags and banners and pennants and as you're coming closer to the door I don't know if you've ever seen an orchestra perform but leading up to that is the build-up and that tempo and the percussion and you hear the them tuning up their instruments and it's just this reverberation and it just vibrates through your body so as I'm coming up to the door I'm hearing that and I'm hearing the drums start to roll and there's a build-up of anticipation and when I walk in, there are streamers that are just all through the, the whole ceiling, and there's banners that are hanging down. And it just brought my heart to a place of glorifying him. For he's due the glory, right? So I'm sharing this with a friend, and she goes, you know, I've really been thinking about that, Naira, and being released in worship, and she attends a church that really isn't real demonstrative that way, and it's kind of... Um, it's, she's in a place right now where there's a little bit of friction because she's feeling this anticipation and stepping out in this. And so she said, I was thinking about that and how we just, we raise up our hands and we do the wave and we go, yay, go team, you know, for the Seahawks. Or maybe it's a, you know, a, a, an actor that you really revere. And you wow, yay, yay, look at that guy. Ah. And we don't do that for the Lord so often, Right. If we're going to do it for our Seahawks team and we're going to do it for an actor or some event um, and we're, you know, rying and rooting them on, um, why do that for the Lord? So um, coming into um, worship, and I was really thinking about this because praise and worship are the things that get our hearts right. They're the things that bring clarity. They're our warfare. Um, and, and it's a place to meet him, right? We come out of ourselves. We submit and surrender. And so I just ask you to really uh, pray about that, put it on your heart, and ask the Lord leads you to, to worship and coming into this new season, because 
this world right now is in a place that we're all scratching our heads and we're seeing a lot of things and I'm thinking about this deep calls to deep because um, the darkness cannot exist where lightness is, right? And I think that the world is about to see a move of his glory in ways that we've never seen before. And so this is where we um, strategize with him and we're called into deeper waters and he has um, an anointing on us to fulfill whatever it is he wants us to do. Good. Thanks, Nye. Amy? I'll be short because Naira, apparently we were in sync this morning. <laughs> but no, I love it. But um, my specific heart, you guys that know me know I'm kind of a stickler with my kiddos and there's not, they don't have a lot. <laughs> Ethan's laughing. He's like, <laughs> she's like a Nazi. But... <laughs> I love them so much. I really do. And, but it's out of that love that I'm a real hard butt sometimes. But this morning, as I was standing back in worship, I have to sometimes get out of the, the aisles or the rows because I feel like I need room to move. And I feel like for some reason, again, like what Naira was saying, it's a time, it's, there's warfare happening. Like I feel like I'm in my own little boxing ring back there, just warring for for sometimes for focus, sometimes for my children, for watching children. And I will tell you guys, sometimes it breaks my heart because I want you guys to be worshipers. And I was praying for you guys this morning, even you guys, I know you're cool, but, and you're older, but I was praying just that fire would fall on every one of you and praying over every one of you guys. But I want you to, I want you to pray about it. I, I really want to encourage you guys because I feel like what you've always heard is you're the leaders of the next generation, you're world changers, and that you hear blah, blah, blah. And I think, hey, you're world changers. Like you can change your family. You know, you can change your home life. You can change your atmosphere. You can be cool and worship even when your friends aren't. Like, your God is worthy. You're singing all these songs with all these fantastic words, and you're like, I love you, Jesus. And sometimes you're not even singing. So I'm like, God, is he worthy or is he not? Do you love him or do you not? Like, let's respond and not care what our atmosphere is around us and be ready to step forward and change our atmosphere. Because I feel like, crying out for God to give you a heart of passion to reciprocate his love back to him. I feel like that's vital because you guys, as Naira was saying, the gatekeepers, lift up your head, you gates. And you guys are like staring at your toes, checking out your cool shoes, you know. I'm like, lift up your heads, oh my gosh. I want to just come like, come on, get your hands out of your pockets, uncross your arms. Like I want you guys to like assume the position, be ready, you know, to worship your God because he's so worthy. And I'm a little bit of a spitfire, and I'm not very quiet. So sometimes I'm going to come poke you if you cross your arms or if you have your hands in your pockets. I'm like, come on, you guys, be ready, because your Father God is worthy. He is worthy of your worship for you to stand there and not look like the cool stud, but the amazing worshiper with a heart after God, because he fears and he loves his God, and he's passionate, and she's passionate about her God. She doesn't care who knows it. She doesn't care if she's pitting out in her t-shirt, you know, like it doesn't care. So I just, I want to encourage you guys uh, on Naira's word, you youngins, like you are the fire, you are the fire in this body or the young life in this body. And you guys know Jesus. You've all said, you've asked him into your heart. And I'm like, come on, I want to see the fire. I want to see the change because I believe it's in there, but it's hiding under this cloak of coolness. And I want to rip the cloak because I want more of Jesus for you guys. Like selfishly, I want to see you guys not just blossom, but like explode in what God has for you. And Ethan, you in particular, there's something that I feel like there's just beyond the hard candy shell. Like I feel like there's something big ready to break through. And I, I don't have a, a name for it or anything, but I really... I want you guys, I know you think I'm crazy, crazy, savvy, and Judah's mom, she's a hardcore mom or whatever. 
Please pray. Hear my heart. I love you guys so much, and that's why I poke you, and I encourage you to be more of who God's called you to be because I'm jealous for that for our body and for my children to see that and for us to be able to witness that as your parents and your friends. So explode. You guys like exploding things on your video games? Let God explode through you and from you, okay? Is that good? Make sense? Can it? Are you sure? Okay. Long-winded chick. Okay. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just pray right now, Lord, especially over these young ones, God, that you would stir up hearts of fire in them, that passion would fall over all of these children, that each one of them would rise up into what you've called them to be, Lord, that their hearts would have a passion that reciprocates your love for them, Lord, that they would not be the status quo, that they would not settle for mediocrity, Lord, that they would rise up, that they would change the atmosphere around them, that they would not be worried about the atmosphere around them, but they would be ready to impact it, that they would be ready for impact to change every life that they come into contact with. Even if they're not screaming Jesus' name, that your love is pouring out of their eyes and their mouths and their actions, God, let them be different. Let them be set apart. Let them be the leaders of their generation because their hearts are after you. God, that they would be passionate men and women for you and you alone, Lord, that you would be what their hearts are set on. You would be their prize. God, I pray that you would come and capture their hearts capture their hearts, God, that they would know passion for you, that it wouldn't just be something that they talk about and sing about, God, but it would be something that they feel, and it is so real, God, that you would make yourself an even bigger reality. It's not just experiential Christianity that everybody else around me is getting a hold of Jesus. I'm just watching. God, let them have their own personal revelation, their own personal encounter with Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, that you would come in and you would change their hearts and lives forever. And they could never unknow you. No one can ever talk them out of their faith because they know you and they've experienced you one-on-one, -on -one, God. I pray that jealously and fervently and violently over these children today, God. In your precious name, Lord, thank you for hearing our prayers. Amen. Come on up, Deb. Well, this week I was thinking about the word I got some time ago when I heard the Lord say forward. And I have this book, Dutch Sheets, and it's Hope Deferred. And so as I was thinking about people moving forward, I was thinking about the many that for one reason or another, something has happened. It has um, caused a hope deferred. And whether it's a, a loss of some kind, it's a health issue that you're fighting, um, whatever it might be, um, just release it. Um, Jesus, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray for, for your help, Lord, for people that are experiencing hope deferred, Lord, that they would know that you go with them wherever they go, that you know everything, Lord God, that nothing is not in your sight, Lord God. Help them, Lord, to move forward. Help them, Lord, to trust that you're right there. And that your kingdom will come and your will will come. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I just felt like the Lord was imparting. If we want to lift up our hands in praise and thanksgiving, that he wants to um, download a deeper, um, a deeper portion of his trust. So, Lord, we just ask and we thank you that we can trust you with everything that's going on in our lives, that you love to see the before and the middle and the ending. And we just ask, Lord, that we would be so in line and so trusting for you with all of our lives. Just ask, Lord, for that perfect peace that helps us to walk that out. We thank you, Lord, in advance how we're going to watch you work out those things that we're trusting you for.
just ask for that blessing over us and our and our families and this um, and this church, Lord. We thank you. Is there anybody else that has a word? Thanks, Nyra. I'm sorry. I know um, this has been really percolating deep deeply within me, and I think it's really important. And I'm sorry that that whole presentation got rushed because of my tablet, but. I believe there's a, a great move of the Lord coming. Simultaneously, the enemy's going to come in and try to steal that. We're growing um, as a body, maturing. But the contrast to that is coming back to him with childlike faith. Asking you to ask him what your part is in that the enemy's going to come in and try to keep all those little tendrils, things that we haven't worked out yet, as Deb was talking about hope. Um, maybe it's uh, things that you've been praying about for a long time that you have, haven't seen realized. Maybe you feel weary. Take that all to him and strategize with him and ask him because we are anointed. He has things for us to do. This world needs us. And part of that, I believe, is we're glory bearers. And he wants us to get all of our stuff out of the way. And it's whether you need to go to Sozo or whether it's something you don't even know that you're carrying around. Pray and ask him. And ask him to, um, to work all those things out in you, to give you the strategies and the plans. And then step out and trust him. But do it with exuberance and joy. And i got to tell you, when something's bothering you and you can praise and worship... You can't be burdened and be sad or angry or worried or in despair when you're praising and worshiping. And that's the place that he meets you. That's where some of the work can be done. Thanks, Ty. That's good. Is there anybody else on the ministry team? Miss Marilyn? Did you just raise your hand to high five Nye? Or... <laughs> that's good. That's good. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to turn this back over to Scott. I'll just step out of the way and let you guys finish this meeting off. If you're not going to step up and do it, I guess I'll finish then. I want to hold this for a sec. Yeah. So we're going to be snipping a lot of content because I'm always ready for this. If God is moving and he's speaking through these trusted voices in the room, then I just can add something to it. So we don't freak out in this place. We don't panic that, well, my sermon has to get preached. So cutting y'all off now. So anyway, you guys know better. That's not how we flow here. Just had some thoughts, uh, with everything that was shared so far this morning and um, just stuff that the Lord was speaking, what, what I was hearing in worship, you know, we are more than conquerors. You know, when you're at the eye doctor and they put that thing up and they're like, which, which looks better, this way or this way? This way or this way? And God is asking you, which looks better, fighting for victory or fighting from victory. Approaching situations that you're facing here on earth as people stuck here on earth petitioning heaven or seated with Christ in heavenly places and approaching situations here on earth from heaven's perspective. Just some thoughts, just couple thoughts. More than conquerors, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. You know, this Christian walk is actually pretty easy for us. I'm not saying that the road is easy and smooth, because it's got all kinds of twists and turns and things that can make you stumble. But walking with him is so simple. It's just putting your hand in his hand and letting him know, I want to know you I want you to know me, even though you already do know me, but I want to give you access to every part of who I am. And I want to walk with you. 
from here until the very end. Like, I don't want to stop. I don't know about you guys, but when I said yes to Jesus right before my 21st birthday, it was all in. All or nothing. And I didn't worship. I was not a worshiper. So just to give you guys just a little bit of slack here, kids, I was not a worshiper. I didn't think I had a voice. Maybe it wasn't that great. If I did know I had one. But I didn't think I had a voice. I didn't really, you know, I I didn't want to do something that was out of my comfort zone. And it was a lady in a church house meeting that stuck in front of me the sheets to the songs we were going to sing. And she's like, here you go. We're going to sing. And I was like, oh, that's okay. I don't sing. And she's like, you can sing. You've got a voice. And something just jumped on me in her words. And I was like, okay, I guess I can. And so, hallelujah, whatever we sang. And something broke loose. I'm telling you guys, there is something about worship. There is something that happens when we worship him. We've, I've mentioned this before in the book of Acts when Paul and Silas were chained to the prison wall for preaching the gospel. That was the worst situation you could ever be in, is locked up. Their prisons aren't like our prisons. You know, this is like a vacation here compared to what they were going through. Imagine rats, human waste, rotten food that they're giving you to eat. They probably didn't give you good food. You don't get no TV or visitors. You're locked in an inner cell in a deep dungeon. And in that place, what did they do? What was their lens? Was it, this sucks? Did God abandon us? Or was it, no, God has a plan. And he is the conquering king. And I am hidden in Christ. My life is in him. And in that revelation of knowing who their God was and is and who they are in him, secure, even though circumstantially it looked pretty, pretty bad, they began to lift up their voice. They began, they recognized that there's power. There's something released when you lift up your voice. I can't help, I almost shout during worship sometimes. I hope you guys don't hear me because it doesn't sound good if it gets really loud. But I, when, when we are singing these songs, I lift up a hallelujah. I sing a hallelujah. There's something in me that the louder it gets, the more it shakes my core. It shakes this inner person. And things break off. I don't know how to describe it other than in the spirit. If you could see in the spirit, things break off. Things of the darkness don't like things of the light. When you're releasing the kingdom of heaven, and reminder, Romans 14 says the kingdom of heaven is in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When you are releasing the kingdom of heaven, when you are releasing the Holy Spirit by declaring words that are from heaven, you're taking heaven's perspective and you're putting your yes and your amen by singing and declaring loudly with passion, with giving your all to those words, something happens. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my 21st birthday year, worshiping Jesus in my living room alone. In the words of the song, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I don't know why. I looked at Amy and she's like, are you going to cry? <laughs> I'm not going to cry, but it was a it was a moment where I was so hungry because when I said yes to Jesus and I gave up drugs and all the sex that I wanted to have because when you're not a Christian, it's okay to not throw any hindrance in your way. It's like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And if anyone gets in your way, as my old saying was, if anyone says to you, thou shalt, they are your worst enemy. That was my belief system. So I gave everything that I thought was going to be fun in this world, all the pleasures of the flesh. I said, I don't know how I'll ever get rid of this stuff, but I got to give my life to you. I got to surrender to you because I know you're real. I know Jesus is real. If you guys knew my kids and your kids, the kids in this room, if you knew what I was like before Jesus and you know me now, you would, you would be like something real happened to him. 
because he hated Christianity. That guy was declaring songs of satanic worship through heavy metal music. I was planning on being a high priest of my own satanic coven. (laughs) He rescued me. I used to walk by the church on the way to my house late at night, and I would give the finger to that symbol on the top of the building. Why? Why was I so opposed to this Jesus? (laughs) Let's go home. (laughs) When I said yes to him, I was all in. It's all or nothing. Don't make a halfway commitment. Kids, if, if, if we talk to you into saying yes to Jesus when you're five, it's, it's okay, that's good. But say yes to him again. Say yes to him tomorrow morning when you get up. Say, you can have my life today. I want you to be the center of my life because I know, even though I haven't lived like maybe my parents lived before Jesus, I know that what I see in this world, what it's like when people don't have hope and they don't have God that they try to fill that emptiness with drugs and and relationships and pornography and whatever else they can stuff inside of themselves. And it's just making them sicker and sicker. And the death is just getting stronger and stronger in their lives. When I said yes to him, it was all in. And I want to encourage you guys, it's, it's all in. He's inviting you today. I just typed up a few things. From the songs, with my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. I give you everything. All of it. All of the things that I think I need or want. I give it all to you. I give you my future. I give you my dreams. I give you my health. I give you my marriage. I give you my children. Because without him, there's, there's no hope. Jesus is the answer, as the sticker says. Your goodness is running after me. That's why we give it all to him, because his goodness is running after us. Do you need to take this from me at all? Okay. If, if you know that he's good, if you know that he is the most powerful being in the entire universe, the one who spoke this universe into existence, then you'll know he's good. Just look at creation. Look at those mountains. Look at the things that we see all around us. The beauty of, of a child being born and growing up in front of us. Me, the guy who was once single playing video games. Now a father with five kids when they're growing up fast in front of me. This God, who we sing praises to, created you in his very own image. The one who spoke creation, he didn't work hard, he didn't bust a sweat. He spoke and it came into being. And he created you and me in his image. And he has said in his word that he has placed the power of life or death in your tongue. So when you sing the words that are heaven words, when you sing the things that are on, when you're singing here on earth, those things that we want to pull from heaven into earth, you're actually pulling heaven into earth through the power of your declaration. So when you learn to lift up your voice to the Lord, when you begin to to see the freedom and the power that is released in worship, you're just a conduit. God is looking for a yielded vessel that he can just come and pour through. He can do it without us, but he's chosen to do it with us. We are his co-laborers. He says you're a co-heir with Christ. You've already inherited everything that Christ has. Wrap your brain around that. Jesus is not ashamed to call you brother or sister. Wrap your mind around that. We are seated with him, enthroned with him, sitting on thrones as kings. He's the king of kings. I'm not saying that we're God because we're not. I'll make that clear. We are not deity, but deity lives inside of us. And he's, he's transforming us into his likeness, into his image, into the likeness of Jesus. So when you worship 
when you sing and you declare the things of heaven into this earth, into your life, into the circumstances around you, things shift. When Paul and Silas did it, the chains in the prison broke. Starting to calm down a little bit, so thank you. Thank you guys for helping me. I know you're praying. I know you're over there like, oh, Lord, help him. He's going to cry. We are more than conquerors. The battle belongs to the Lord. We fight from victory, not for victory. And I, I typed this up because I wanted to, I just saw it happening. So I'm just going to do it now. You know, normally this is something that, that in, a, in a churchy church set, setting, you would uh, have the worship and then you'd be like, okay, now let's uh, dismiss children and greet your neighbor. I just want to take a moment. Would you just greet your neighbor next to you and put a hand on the person next to you? Even if it's kids, that's okay. Emily, you can put a hand on Clayton and Oscar. Come just stick a hand on each other's shoulders. Go ahead, do it. Don't be shy. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, so let's just bless the neighbor next to us. I just say, in the name of Jesus, I release grace and favor over you today. You can pray the same thing if you want. I just declare grace and favor. I just say fresh fire. Fresh fire. The joy of the Lord, I just release it into you now. Anything that you have, freely you've received, give it away. So Jesus, I just give hope, I give joy, I give peace. Everything I carry, I release over my neighbor today, over this body. Release your hope today. Yeah, refreshing. Just say refreshing. I release refreshing. Renewal of the Holy Spirit is yours. Refreshing. Man, Tammy's going to pull me over here. Yeah, just say more. Yeah, more. More, Lord. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. I was driving with Tammy to Costco the other night, and I just started getting the giggles. Something was bubbling inside of my belly, and I'm not used to that. I was like... Whoa. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is alive, he's real, and he is, he is God. But he is like a fierce, bubbling, roaring lion that lives in your inner being. And if you just let him flood your body with his character and his nature, you might even feel it, and it might knock you over, I don't know. I'm going to get some announcements done, but we're going to not do that yet. I just feel like we need to cover a couple things. So I'm going to skip all of this stuff. And I numbered my slides so Isabel will know exactly where to go. And you're going to think, Isabel is going to think, why would you want me to put that one up first? But put up slide number 23. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. You're not just a warrior who has barely conquered and you're full of scars from being beat up and almost to death, but barely made it by the skin of your teeth. Jesus, through the Apostle Paul, said, you are more than a conqueror through faith in Christ Jesus. The enemy knows that you're more than a conqueror. He knows that the victory is Jesus's. That Jesus has already won the victory. He's already finished the work on the cross. He has disarmed. I'm going to say it with a little passion. (laughs) He has disarmed. That didn't work that time. I felt it when I said it the first time. He has disarmed the devil. He has disarmed the spiritual authorities of darkness. He has taken away their authority. Every move the enemy makes against you is illegal. Unless you give an open door and say, come on in, I'm going to go ahead and watch porn today. Come on in, I'm going to feast on rage and anger. Come on in, I'm going to just check the horoscopes. Come on in, I'm just going to watch that program, that medium lady that likes to tell people their stuff. When we open a door, yeah, then you got to figure out how to get the stuff back out and shut the door. It's not that difficult, but it can be if you don't have help. But the reality is when you're in Christ, you are in Jesus. You are wrapped up in him. Your life is hidden in Christ. 
and you have all of heaven on your side, waging war on your behalf. He has sent angels. uh, Hebrews 1 says that he has sent these ministers, these angelic presence that he calls winds or flames of fire. They just like fly around. They're like building walls around you. I felt something really interesting in a public place the other day. I, this is kind of, I don't know how to describe this, but I'll just do it. So as a mailman, you probably didn't know this, but our mail trucks don't have porta potties. (laughs) So I have to go to the public library and use the boys' room. If I need to go wee, then I go wee at the library right over here. It's also a favorite gathering spot for the homeless people. And it can be pretty, like, breathtaking when you walk in. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's just true. It it can be bad. But, you know, people look for a place to go clean up. And I used the facility, and as I stood up, I literally felt like an invisible, like a sheet over my head. And I knew, I didn't even have to ask, I just knew it was my protector's like putting a shield around me. They're with you in the bathroom, guys. (laughs) When you're clicking on the computer, they're with you. When you start feeling that conviction, the Holy Spirit is surrounding you. He wants to keep you free. I didn't mean to go down that road, but you have angelic reinforcements. You have protection. You have the Holy Spirit in you. He is like your compass He will speak to you constantly, telling you which way to go, to the left, to the right. Shut that door. Open that door. I'm not saying he's going to go into the closet with you and help you pick out your clothes for the day. I mean, unless you need help, Marilyn. Purple or pink? Dark purple or light purple? (laughs) Super sparkly or just sort of sparkly? I don't know. The enemy wants to keep you from knowing who you are. He wants to pin you down with lies. The truth will set you free. Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The only thing the devil can do is lie to you and get you to agree with the lie. And once you begin to partner with the lie, then he can build a fortress inside of your thinking, a stronghold. There's a scripture that tells us how to deal with that. I love how I've got these numbered now. I don't know why I didn't think of that a long time ago. Uh, Number 34, slide 34, please. (laughs) I know, 34 slides, imagine. I knew that wasn't going to be like something that would actually, from zero to 34. For although we live in a natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. Okay. Not that guns are bad, but anyway, that's a sidestep. Using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Whoa. We, we, we have a part to play in this. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We get to capture every thought. We get to capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. So if I have some sickness... Or if my dad has his doctor tell him that valve is going to have to get replaced. Okay, maybe so, maybe. But I don't have to say I agree with that and that's so be it. It is what it is. When I moved to Bremerton, when we came back, I heard it is what it is so often. And it bugged me. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I like to say it is what it isn't. Why not? If it is what it is, how come it can't be it is what it isn't? If God is the one who calls the things that are not as though they are, then I'm going to be the one who says it is what it isn't. What it isn't right at the moment, I am going to pull from heaven. As much as he gives me the grace and authority and the ability and insight to pull into the earth, 
if I'm going to bring that into that situation where there's sickness, I'm going to say, I release the healing of heaven into that place right now. That depression, that hopelessness, that whatever lie is being spoken, what is that lie? We need to know, we need to ask God, what are the lies that the enemy is, is trying to deceive me with? What is the truth? He will tell you the truth. So, yes. Okay, I'm not going to put any slides up. I'm just going to just spit this out. Because I really felt like it's important. And we'll probably, I'll try to go into it. Maybe uh, Smiths are going to be up next week. Maybe the next week after that. 2019 has some wonderful prophetic words. Connie was so gracious to print out from Charisma Magazine what uh, Cindy Jacobs had shared. They have a prophetic conference every year, a summit, and it's prophets from around the world get together and they pray and they listen to what God would say for the nation and for the world. And some wonderful things, some wonderful things. I I actually typed it up, but I'm not even going to try to go down that. But with all of those those promises and we'll put a slide up and just show you guys and you can even google it yourself and or look up cindy jacobs um if you really want to know i'll just tell you where it's at you can uh look up global prophetic summit global prophetic summit 2019 i'm sure you'll find all of the notes there video clips of what was prophesied with all of that I'm just going to speak out some, I'll I'll, I'll run it out real quick. I'm not going to try to talk about any of the things. Supernatural acceleration, transition. Women rise up. It's fun to say it in this place because this is 90% women. God is doing something and I'm trying to figure it out. But whatever he wants to do, he's going to build his church. So apparently, but anyway, yeah. So women rise up. Possessing the gates of the enemy. I really don't know what that means, and I'm not going to try to figure it out right now. North Korea. It's on the horizon. The prophets are hearing, pray for North Korea. We need to keep praying for North Korea. Joyful increase. That is a good word. We all need an increase of joy. Nothing makes you stand out in this earth more than the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. You don't need joy at the end of the battle. You need it in the middle of the battle. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Learn to laugh at the face of the enemy when he throws stupid stuff in front of you. Learn to laugh at the days ahead because God is good and he has good in store for you. So joyful increase. He's going to do it. He's going to infuse you with joy. If you don't feel it right now, he's going to do it. So get your appetite set and hungry for that release of what he's going to do. A year of transition, cultural shifts, creativity, shakings, and upheavals. And as was shared up here before I got the microphone and rambled, you guys know that God has big things that he wants to release in the earth. I shared a couple of weeks ago or last week that those, those things in the heavenlies that are frozen, those semi-trucks full of the breakthroughs and blessings are like in a traffic jam according to the prophetic voices in the nation and God is wanting to release these things there there's something about the waiting and the trusting and the continuing the whirl and the dance what we talked about before it's it's that place where we're still keeping our focus on the prize in the middle in the waiting season we don't just not do anything we continue to to remind ourselves of the promises of God the basic promises. We continue to, to transform our thinking by the word of God. We continue to hold before us prophetic words and promises spoken. We continue to remember that all of us are significant and not one person is not significant in the kingdom. We continue to put before us those promises, those hopes that this year is going to be a year of breakthrough where there has been long struggles for breakthrough. What it's going to require underlying all of that, I believe, is a real basic principle. And I thought 
we would go into it and we're not going to be able to. And I tapped into it last week before communion. It's the issue of forgiveness. See, it's so important to, to the Father that we remember what Jesus did for each one of us. That we keep in our sight the nail-scarred hands and feet and the scars on his head that he still has when he went to the cross to suffer for you and me to wipe out, wipe out your complete debt. There is no condemnation anymore for any of you if you're in Christ Jesus. He paid your debt in full. All of my junk, all of my sin, all of your guys' junk and your sin, all of your crappy attitudes that you deal with occasionally, not your husband or wife or your kids, but your own crappy attitude, okay? Your own grumbling, your own hopelessness, all of it. He paid the price for. He covered you because he loves you and me so much. He covered you. He put his blanket over you. He's like... I'm going to take care of that. Now I say you're holy. You're holy. You're in a, in a process of being made holy, but you're holy. You're perfect forever because I'm covering. My work on the cross covers you completely. So when we begin to forget about that, the wonderful news, the wonderful relationship that Jesus made for us by dying on the cross for us. And we begin to take other people's sins that they've committed against us. And we're like, you son of a gun, you're going to pay every last penny. And what does the father do to us? Go to your room. I'm locking the door. And you have the key. You have the key to get out. I'm not making you stay there. It's your choice. But I'm going to put you in that room where the tormentors are going to torment you because it's your choice. If you don't want to forgive your brother or your sister, (laughs) think of the kids. I don't know why this whole picture of go, go to your room. It works. If you don't forgive your brother and sister from the heart, and that might mean you're going to have to daily over and over hold that communion wafer in that cup in your private, quiet time and say, God, I forgive them. I know I don't feel it, but I choose to forgive. I choose to let them off the hook. I choose to forget what is behind. See, there's a scripture in Romans chapter 8 that says, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Not angels, not demons, not the present, not the future. Why didn't he say the past? Thank you, Bill Johnson, for making that part of my awareness. This is what we're going to end with, so I know it's getting, we're going late here. Sorry, guys. It's uh, slide 36, Isabel. I think that's the one. Yeah, that's got to be it. I didn't even realize that was the conquering scripture, so I guess it all fits. We started with it, and we're going to end with it. In all these things, we are more than conquerors, okay? You don't need to be Jack Black pinned down by the little lily puts or whatever they are. What is it? Okay. I can't hear everywhere. That's okay. We don't need to get pinned down. So that's not our story. That's just a, a story tale. But our issue is the liars, those little orbs or whatever they are that zip around those little dark spirits those authorities in the heavenly places they want to come and they want to just like (laughs) is that what they sound like (laughs) possibly i don't know your mom is such a your dad your brother your sister your ex those people in that old, old church they're still talking about you i bet I bet they are. <laughs> and just when you think, you're, oh, what a good day today, and someone reminds you in the store, oh, yeah. I know it's been 20 years now, but when that church split and that pastor took the church and all the money, 20 years later, well, it hasn't been that long, but anyway, the enemy just wants to keep you focused backwards. But no, 
No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Stand up with me, guys. We're gonna, I gotta wrap this up, so this is gonna help. No, in all these things, we, say we, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Oh, he loves you so much, and he doesn't want you to fall into that crap. He wants you to know you're more than a conqueror. You, you want to be convinced, like Paul said here, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present or the future, there's only one way to go, and there's nothing that's going to get between you and God's love. Forward. Nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. I'm not saying, Bill Johnson wasn't saying that the past can separate you from the love of God because he loved you just as much the day you said yes to him as he does right at this moment. He's, his love for you is not yes and no based on your performance. It is an undying, unending love. He loved you while you were an enemy. He loved me while I was flipping off the cross. He loved me when I was cursing that name that I say is now the name above all names. All hail King Jesus. All hail the Lamb of God. All hail, worship that name. That is the name of our creator. He created it all. And we will live to lift high his name. And his love for you and me has never diminished one bit. But the past needs to get out of our sight. We need to do what Paul said, forgetting all that is behind that stuff is not going to do anything to help us get into those promises that we, we are prophetic people. We are on the edge charismatics, right? You guys love to read charisma. We love to hear Cindy Jacobs and Graham Cook and all these powerful prophetic voices. We're like, yeah, that's part of my team. But what are we doing when we're saying, yes, this is the tribe that I'm a part of, but I'm constantly reading through Facebook. What did they say to me? What did he argue with me about so many years ago? No one's perfect. You're not perfect. You're just forgiven. So the bumper sticker says, we're not perfect. We will make mistakes. But the righteous man, the righteous woman will get up. Seven times seven seven times seven over and over it says seven times but jesus said forgive seven times seven i tell you not seven times but 70 times seven so don't just forgive but get up continuously he doesn't give you grace to use as a license to keep sinning to keep turning backwards to keep getting bitter all over again because it's kind of feels good to scratch that wound and make it bleed again by looking at it and going, oh, I hate them. Oh, sorry, Lord. I know that's not okay. No, he doesn't. He loves you too much to leave you in that ick. That's gross. We don't want to be like scaby-covered, festering, wounded, homeless. Not, not, I'm not, shouldn't use the homeless, but just the picture of someone who's in their worst situation, in a dark corner, festering. He doesn't want to leave us that way. And that's what it looks like when we start to wallow in unforgiveness and bitterness and we open the door. Man, it's quiet. You guys are like, are you going to say amen yet? Are we going to pray? We got to move forward. There's only one direction that he's going in. Are we going to walk with him? Not be like Lot's wife who turned around. Did that really happen? Just turned into a pillar of salt? That's weird. Don't look back. You can play the Boston album labor, labor later. <laughs> Don't look back. That's our theme song. I'll have to pull that up and make sure the lyrics are okay. But yeah, don't, don't look back. And we're here to help each other. You're welcome to speak into my life. If you hear me talking about the bad past and starting to like 
dig my wounds open, those things that should be pretty healed, you're welcome to say something to me. Say, Scott, that's not where he's going. That's not where the love of God is at. It's right here in the now and in the future. Don't turn around. Let's pray. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. You're so patient. You're so kind. You're so good. You've never let me go. I love that song. Oh, no, you'll never let go. Through the calm and through the storm. Oh, no, you'll never let go. Every high and every low. Oh, no, you will never let go of me. Ethan used to sing that when he was a little boy. And we all would watch him and love it. Groups of people would be at the house and they'd be like, look at him. Oh, no, never let go. Jesus, thank you that you will never let go of us. That you are more committed to this than we are. When we fall down, remind us you're more committed to us getting back up than we are. Thank you that you give us grace to grow in. Not as a license to sin, but it's there to help us to grow. And where grace, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. You're so good. Help us to just see it in the right way and not take advantage of it. God, we just give you our hearts today. Once again, I just say with this group of people and hopefully with the young people, Jesus, you can have it all. Have my life, have my future, have my tomorrow and this whole week ahead. Have our relationships, the broken ones and the ones that are not broken. Have it all. Come and be the center of all of it because you're the master fixer. You're the one who's the the wise builder. And you have all the wisdom and knowledge, all of the answers for everything. There's no better place to be than right here with you. So we just seal this day and remind ourselves and we thank you that you are with us and your love never fails.